This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, this, this all Elon Musk is doing is he's just, it's, uh, the synopsis would simply be Tower of Babel 2.0. It's no, nothing has changed. And the 3,500 years, it's just that the technology has changed, but the goals are the same. And that's his goal is to do exactly what, the, what their goal was, which is to connect the whole world under a uh, totalitarian system. In this case, uh, technocratic uh, AI-controlled totalitarian system. Uh, and he's... That's that's what we're seeing, but I but you know, if you believe in God, which I do, well, God didn't have any problem tearing that tower down, and I would imagine if there's a God, He's going to tear this tower down too. Now, the the question is, how many people are going to get slaughtered in the, you know in the pro, in the meantime? And that's the type of thing that we have to prepare for, and that we have to be willing to stand against. And I'm going to say this to your audience and to myself and to you that we need to be prepared to die resisting it. That's harsh, but it's just a reality. Yeah, you just caught me off guard there. No, no, I look in deep. I don't talk about a lot of that, but deep in my heart, uh, that is what I believe. Um, because I have no interest in living as a slave. Now, I understand we are slaves in some sense already, but I, I always compare this to the Matrix because there are a lot of us that are like Neo in the Matrix when he's living in the Matrix before Morpheus pulls him out of the Matrix. There are people walking around that in their heart, there's something wired in their DNA. They are not susceptible to the to the chemtrails and the fluoride in the water and all these things like inside, they know something is wrong. Something is not right. And so there's, there are a lot of people walking around like that. Even people you have conversations with that don't necessarily listen to shows like this or Mike Moore's or the, the other ones that are out there. But when you talk to them and you start to maybe uh, feel them out, right? And then you start to tell them some of this and they go, whoa, are you serious? I knew something was going on with X, Y, and Z. Like those kind of people are walking around out there that are half unplugged from the matrix. They just know something isn't right. And they realize that the stuff we're watching on TV is almost this simulation. It's a WWE wrestling nonsense that's going on while all these horrible things are going on behind the scenes. 
the thing I tell the audience, though, is everything we do here is publicly sourced information. It's not going on behind the scenes. It's actually going on right in the open. It's just that Tucker Carlson isn't showing it to you on Fox News or Rachel Maddow isn't showing it to you on MSNBC or the so-called constitutional conservatives on talk radio aren't talking about it. It's all going on. I mean, everything we covered here, Mark Levin and Sean Hannity and the rest of them could cover it if they wanted to. They're diversion agents. That's, that's you know, uh, not, I don't see anybody talking about this stuff. It's it's just, you know, they're going to talk about, they might talk about the symptoms, but they're not talking about the the uh, the uh, origins and the source of this stuff. And to me, that just tells me that most of mainstream media, which is really consolidated in the, what is it, six different corporations. I heard, I've heard it's less now because one bought the other one out. Uh, it's, you know, they get their memos and there are subjects that they're not allowed to touch on. And it's, it's up to people like us, uh, independent create, you know, content creators such as yourself to get this word out. It's not going to happen on Fox news. You know, I mean, occasionally something happened on Tucker Carlson now, you know, irrespective of what you think about Tucker Carlson, there was something interesting uh it was a couple of nights ago when he was talking about uh his his he contacted or he had contact with somebody in the cia in regards to the jfk fascination and they asked him the cia uh i guess it was a source it's you know a uh, anonymous source was the cia involved and this guy says yes they were definitely involved and this whole government of ours has always been fake. It's, it's, the whole thing is fake. So that was kind of interesting that that came out on Fox News. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty daring <laughs> for them considering what they are. But, you know, I, I think it's true. Uh, and uh, you, we're not going to get, they're not going to really shine light on, on what our true ex- existential threat is. They want us to think about Ukraine. They want us to think about this, that, and the other. They're not talking about central bank programmable money that's about to be shoved down our throat. And when that happens, that's the, uh, you know, that's the the battering ram, the uh, Trojan horse for all this other stuff. Because, you know, people can, yeah, I hear you. People talking about, well, we we still have our Second Amendment. Well, it costs money to buy guns. It costs money to buy bullets. It costs money to put gas in your truck to go to a you know to some sort of uh, armed resistance. Uh, you, you know, all of that is possible by you being able to spend money. Well, if they control the money that you spend, how are you going to do any of that? Oh, they don't yeah. want you to buy guns. Program it into the money. You can't go into. We won't let you buy guns. You can't buy bullets. And then they don't care uh, about people. They don't care about the Constitution. They, once they get control of that, there's no, We can sit there and holler about the Constitution all day long. It doesn't matter. They control the money. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and, and they could like see, they like control. Have, you know, we have the First Amendment and the Constitution, but their argument is with, you know, all these Facebook and, and Twitter and, and YouTube, all of the uh, censoring that's going on. Well, these are private-owned uh, companies, so they can do whatever they want. And so, you know, most people won't realize this, but central banks are privately owned. Right. Even when they sit up there at the IMF and the BIS and the World Bank conferences and they try to uh, play this game that they are the, um, you know, they represent the public sector. And then you have the Chase and the Bank of America and TD Bank and City that represent the so-called private sector commercial banks. I mean, it's just a total joke that the issue now, though, is that the public and private sectors are merged. They have been for a long time. The private sector is just an extension of the state. At the end of the day, the state is just so extremely powerful. You know, the state could go in with the military and shut down the city. City can't necessarily go in and shut down the state. But at this point, this is why they sit up on the stage. This is the whole purpose of the public-private partnership being unveiled by Trump. I mean, you could find them writing about this stuff 25 years ago. But Trump made it a household brand. He introduced it to the lexicon by saying the public private partnership so beautiful so beautiful we're getting things done and before you know people are cheering on the idea of the public private partnership that's just the merger of the state with the so-called private sector and then in this country i mean they roll this out different in different countries based on their culture and their laws and regulations and stuff at this point laws and regulations are really just a formality but here in the united states you can have facebook twitter and the rest of them implementing the social credit score system deplatforming people cutting off their ability to make money because then all of a sudden they go well they're they're private businesses. They could do whatever they want, even though most of them are floated by government contracts and they were started out of DARPA or the CIA or other agencies in the side of the government. It's interesting you brought up the Tucker piece because right before him, you have Sean Hannity who sits there with his CIA lapel pin on. But, <laughs> you know, even with, even with the Tucker stuff, it's at this point with the JFK thing. I used to focus a lot on the CIA, but now I go, well, that's it's the CIA is almost irrelevant in the whole scheme of things at this point because the central bank uh, system is going to be what runs the CBDC, and that's international. That sits above all countries. And it's not like they haven't controlled the money system before through the printed money, you know, through the minted coins. But when we would go to the ATM or go to the bank and take out cash, I could go to Dan and buy a, a sack of potatoes that he grew in his backyard with cash. They don't know what I did with the cash. They don't know that Dan took the cash. But now with CBDC, they're going to know exactly what's going on with the cash. And when you listen to the top-level yeah. guys out of the IMF, they say, one, it's programmable, but two, they're going to track every last transaction, and the data they collect is what's going to be given to the private sector guys as their bribery for uh, allowing the central bankers to use the current private sector innovation and the infrastructure. They're going to give them all the data, and then that data is going to be used to run a real-time credit score, which is going to be a social credit score, on everyone walking the face of the earth. I mean, they openly say this. This is not a secret. Like, the top 
policymakers at the International Monetary Fund and Bank for International Settlements and the central banks. They talk about it openly, publicly. It's not a secret. Like they actually say they're doing this. Yeah, it, and it's already. I mean, this this illusion of a social contract. It's uh, it's it doesn't exist. It really is. Heck, heck, I can say this may sound crazy, but really, you break it down, the federal government is privately owned. <laughs> it's it's not owned by us. We pay for it, but it's. Uh, you know, all of these agencies, these intelligence agencies, they're all subservient to the mega donor elite globalist goons uh, corporations and the people that we're talking about. And, you know, uh, it, it's, it's going to take, like I said, people like you that are your independent uh, content creators to get this message out. Never going to happen. Uh, you know, as far as this is, uh, you know, the social credit, it's already happening here. It's just not, it's, there's still options here because we don't have complete control of, of uh, central banks over the currencies. There's still other currencies, but, uh, you know, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the the uh, video streaming site BitChute, uh, their bank closed them out. Oh God! Yeah, I mean, just like PayPal. I mean, uh, they're already doing it, and they're just saying, "Well, you know, we're a private company, and so we can do that if we want." You know, uh, and that's that's going to be their their excuse that that they use. Well, you know. Uh, we're not we're not going to be governed by our government we're going to be governed by the people that control the banks yeah you know and then this the shame the shame is dan it's always this slippery slope i know you know maria albanese friend of mine uh she's co-host of the thomas Paine podcast on fridays i was just listening to the last show she did with mike and they were talking about free speech and what happens is we get on board with, not me, but something get on board with like, well, you know, there are limits to free speech. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. The problem is when you're dealing with these guys, the elites, the elites are extremists. Okay. So whether you are focused on fighting abortion, just take abortion. As soon as you say, okay, well, in the case of incest and rape, I could see that you could do it. The next thing you know, they want to kill children one year after they're born. You know, like as soon as you give them a foot in the door, they just kick it wide open. When you say, okay, uh, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater, the next thing you know, these guys say, well, you can't post uh, videos about people talking against COVID. That's, that, that's dangerous, and it doesn't fit into free speech. It's, it's like you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't, because if you come at them with a reasoned approach, the next thing you know, they go to the extreme level. That's why I've told people, here I take an extreme approach. Like I say, technology and humanity cannot coexist. Clearly, it's proven to me at this point. Technology will end up destroying humanity. So I have to take the extreme stance if I'm ever going to debate anyone 
that um sorry i'm i'm for no technology because as soon as you give them this you know this inch they take a freaking mile it's it just seems to be this is how they win over and over again that ties into what i was saying about the occult influence of this it's, it's truly their holy sacrament and so uh you know whether they're doing it under the disguise of a medical procedure or, or uh, vaccines or whatever it is, you know, abortion, it is, it is, and it always has been their most potent religious sacrament. And, uh, yeah, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to take a mile with every inch you give them. Well, it's no just, it's just yeah. Well, it's like we were talking about Elon Musk. You take the Neuralink brain chip, and I've said to the audience a hundred times. It did. I've covered so many different military mad scientists, doctors to private sector folks like Elon Musk, and I keep telling the audience, you're supposed to believe that Elon Musk or the military under their cyborg soldier program is developing a brain chip to cure your 96-year-old grandmother of dementia. You're supposed to believe that secretly, you know, hundreds of billions, if not trillions of secret dollars are being spent to implant a brain chip in someone's head that merges them with the AI hive mind cloud to cure your uncle of paralysis. Like, you're supposed to believe that these people love you and this is what they're doing with this stuff. They know how to tug at the heartstrings. They know how to play to human emotion. And so people will sit there and say, well, how could you be against that? The brain chip is going to cure a soldier of his PTSD. I'm like... You think that these guys get together in a lab and start working on this crazy stuff because they care about your great-grandmother? They want to kill your great-grandmother. They tried to suffocate her to death during COVID. I mean, it's insanity. But I, I don't know. Like, do you think they do this because they're able to pull it off through tugging at the heartstrings of good, decent, moral, ethical people? Is that the whole reason or is it also because these guys are sick like serial killers i mean how do you see it are they are they so evil that they get off on manipulating people i think that they're manipulated themselves dustin satan came to kill and destroy and whether they are aware of this or conscious of this or not it doesn't matter they are they are fools they're being used like tools. These cultic thoughts and these practices are being put in their head or they're embracing them, but they don't realize what they're essentially doing is making themselves subjugated to a satanic force. That ultimate goal is to destroy humanity. Let me ask you. So how do you I was going to, how do you see personally how do you see or what do you see satan as is it an actual physical thing or is it an idea is it a sickness what do you what do you see it as i believe my personal belief is that uh god allowed satan to exist this is really getting deep but it's okay it's okay. 
if you if you if you follow the story of the Bible, God is is the Alpha and the Omega. Okay, he he's always existed. He's not he's not constrained to time like we are. A thousand years is but a day. Uh, he 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 doesn't exist in a time zone. Time is something that was created for us. Okay. So this means that he has foreknowledge of everything. He knows everything that's going to happen before it's going to happen. So you say, why would he allow this? Why would he create an angel that he knew would fall and cause all this chaos? The best answer I can give for that is that evil and Satan were ordained for a purpose. And that purpose is, to, is, is a catalyst for free will. I mean, if we don't have a choice to do evil or to rebel, then we don't have a choice. We're just robots. Okay? The, uh, the natural, I guess, consequence of having free will is evil. But if we don't have free will, Dustin, love can't exist and a relationship can't exist. Let Think me ask it. you. Yeah, no, no, no. This is no. This is brilliant stuff. I want to just bring this up on the screen because I think this will be important here. Because this is what I want to want to get into with you. Um, all right, we were talking about Saul Linsky before, right? And you mentioned the quote, uh, the dedication in uh, his book, Rules for Radicals. So he says here, and, and folks, I have analyzed everything available on the planet of Saul Linsky. I have a documentary series that came out of a Canadian film board years ago where they followed around Alinsky. And I watched those dozens of times. I'm going to play them on this show soon when it ties into some of the stuff we're talking about. But I see this guy as literally uh, like, I don't know, Satan could have been living inside this guy at one point. He was so evil and he has changed generations in this country with the this ideology that he implanted inside of people and and this these documentaries are very good because it shows him in action manipulating young people in real time uh and the stuff that he plants into their head has gone on to change this world for the worse because there are now probably hundreds of thousands of people walking around that have been infected with the ideology of Saul Linsky uh, the first generation of people that became professors, and then they taught people. Uh, we we analyzed uh, Harvard University admitting, as if they were apologizing, for all of the thousands upon thousands of people that have been indoctrinated with the ideologies of eugenics that are now in positions of power that are congressmen. So this is what happens when you poison people. But Alinsky said... Lest we forget at least an over-the-shoulder acknowledgement to the very first radical from our legends, mythology, and history, and who is to know where mythology leaves off and history begins or which is which, the first radical known to man who rebelled against the establishment, and it did so effectively that he at least won his own kingdom, Lucifer, and that's credited to Saul Linsky. I have... 
I think, a first edition print of Rules for Radicals, and it's in there. Uh, but, Dan, the reason why that's so important is let's take someone like Alinsky. Let's just pretend he is just a man. He was just a man who got infected with that idea, right? So in his mind, if he believes what he writes, is that he looks at God as some sort of an establishment, a ruling force, a total controller, and that he looks up to Lucifer as a rebel who rebelled against the establishment. But in reality, if you put this into context with what you just said, someone like Alinsky would have been poisoned or would have been fooled into actually following a creation of God himself, which would be sort of the the drug that you get pulled towards, you know, the heroin, the cocaine, whatever it may be, that's your free will. So Alinsky actually ends up getting fooled uh, by Lucifer himself into believing that Lucifer is this rebel, uh, you know, he's punk rock, we're rebelling against the establishment, when in fact, he's actually getting pulled away to the darkness, not realizing that he's actually being pulled away by a very creation of God itself, which is the alternative to being moral and ethical and trying to help humanity. He gets pulled towards the darkness. Yes, and, and the thing about Sololinsky is he's ignorant, or he's, you know, now he was Jewish, and so if you look at the old the Torah, Apparently, he didn't read the Torah. He just, or he, he cherry-picked what he read from it because what he's missing is Satan in the Torah, if you read the book of Job, everything that Satan did to Job, he only was able to do it because he got permission from God. Satan can't do anything at all unless he gets permission from god first mm -hmm. and he was given permission by god to do these things to job that the you know the disease and the, his children dying and so forth that's job and uh that's Again, I, I my think my belief on it is that it's just it's simply a catalyst for free will. I mean, Solomonsky is just allowing he's allowing himself to be the tool. Uh, now he's just not aware that that actually the irony of it ultimately the tool ends up serving God's divine purpose in the long haul, even though he hates God, or he thinks he's rebelling, he doesn't realize that actually he's serving God in a, in a sort of backhanded way, or, or you know, it's just, uh, and that's, and that goes with all of these, these, uh, elite goons that are, that are into this stuff, uh, you know, communism. Communism is nothing but a manifestation of Bab Babylonianism. It's it's another, again man's uh, attempt to try to uh, construct a world government apart from God. The rebellion. Okay, all of that stuff. All of these isms. 
they fall under that same category, but they, you know, you have to keep in mind, and that's where the hope of all this comes. You have to keep in mind that the creator is in control of all of this. Now, granted, it's a pain in the ass that we have to deal with all this stuff. It's a pain in the ass that a four-time deported illegal alien blew my son's brains out at a red light eight years ago in Northwest Houston. It hurts. But I ultimately, I ultimately know that as bad as that hurts, and that's the most profound pain a human being can endure. Uh, I know that God is in control of this, and there's a bigger picture. And so as much as I look at all of this stuff that's going on in the world, all of the technocracy, and it's easy to, to, to look at all this and go and, and start feeling gloomy, uh, I know that uh, if I just, the only thing that's expected of me is to have faith in the Creator and to continue to look at the Creator and worship Him as my God rather than the false gods of this world, that I know that he is the victor, that this is, he's in control of my enemies. He's, God is in control. Nobody in this world, from Bill Gates, George Soros, Klaus Schwab, Noah Harari, any of them, Alwinski, you name them, they can't do anything uh, without the permission of God. And everything they do is temporary. 